Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I'm Pastor Miller, so I will be your host today and hope that this day's finding you well. Hope your morning is starting off good. And you may be listening, of course, to this uh, podcast at a different time of the day. So whatever time of day, I hope that everything's going great with you. And we uh, appreciate you deciding to uh, listen to this session of our podcast today. We've been... Uh, Looking at some scriptures here, and I'm hopeful to try to be a help and to be a blessing to you uh, this morning. And we want to talk to you a little bit about uh, conversion. And if you've not been converted or not given your life to the Lord, that would be the greatest thing that you ever could do in your life is to give your life to the Lord. Thank God that there's been a way made and provision has been made and that is through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, of course, uh, the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, uh, was born in a stable in a manger and lived a, a short life and after about three, three and a half years of ministry, he started at 30, and at around 33, uh, gave his life for my sins and for your sins, and was cruelly mocked and scourged and beaten, and of course, uh, had a, a spear thrust into his side, a crown of thorns placed on his head, and he died and gave his precious blood, and it was for you and for me. So thank God, I believe the blood of Jesus Christ is what saves us. We cannot save ourselves. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about conversion and just a couple of uh, things that I'd like to mention to you in this brief uh, session here this morning. First of all, I want to talk to you. Well, I'm going to try to do three points. I'm going to talk to you about the request, the response, and the result. And that's what I want to talk to you about. First of all, uh, I'm going to read some scriptures to you in Romans, and that's Romans chapter 10, and start reading at verse 8. And verse 8 says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, 
Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple extra verses here for good measure. Uh, verse 14 said, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him who they've not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How can they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Thank God for all of these great scriptures. So uh, before I, I get in, go. I don't like to put the cart before the horse, but before I go back to the beginning, I want you to notice here what it says in verse number 14. How can they call upon him whom they have not believed? How can they believe on him of whom they have not heard? How can they preach or how can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? And how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. So here's the thing. It's a beautiful thing, a great thing for someone to be godly called and sent to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and tell uh, and tell folks or tell others about uh, our our Lord, our Savior, and that's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. The Bible says. Now, the Bible said you can't believe on Him. You can't believe on Him unless uh, you've heard of Him, and you can't hear about Him without a preacher or someone telling you about him. So that's what I'm going to try to do today and try to talk to you about these great uh, scriptures and tell you uh, what the Bible said about becoming a child of God. So uh, anyone can be saved. If you're asking who can, I believe anyone can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. So here you say, well, what do I do? How can it be done? Is it really that easy? And my answer is, of course, yes, it is. Verse number eight in Romans eight says, what saith it or what does the, the word say? It says the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. So here it is telling us, if you want to be saved, the word is is so close to you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. So look at the next verse and see how simple this is. So the word is nigh you in your mouth and in your heart. The very next verse says, if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Very simple, but yet very deep in the same uh in the same sense, because he said you, the word is so nigh thee in your mouth and in your heart 
What's it mean? It tells it so, so simply that with your mouth, so the words in your mouth, he said, with your mouth, you confess the Lord Jesus. So to be saved, you must first confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. So there you have it. That's the word in your mouth and in your heart. When you believe it, when you request it, when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and you say, Lord, would you save me? I confess my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. I believe you with all of my heart. I believe God raised you from the dead. Then the Bible said you'll be saved. So you're making that request, asking the Lord for salvation. Now, this is so powerful. Look at verse number nine. Verse number nine, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Now, skip down to verse 13. It says almost the same thing, just not the full part, but it said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So who? That's whosoever. So that's anybody. Whosoever is you, that's me. If we will call on the Lord, we can be saved. So that is the request. We must call on the Lord. We need to make that request. Lord, would you come into my life and would you save me? And the Bible said, if we will, whosoever will, that's anyone who will, the Lord, call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That's positive statement, not a question but a statement. So that is the request. So today, if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, you need to make that request. And let's look at the next one is the response. Now, when we ask the Lord, when we seek the Lord, and I'm going to give you a, a, a different place here in John chapter four, the Bible talks there about a woman that uh, had come to a well and uh, she had come there to draw water, and she had a uh, a water pot, the Bible called it. And, uh, of course, uh, she was a Samaritan. Jesus was a Jew. They had nothing to do with each other. And this woman came to the well, and I'll just tell you now that if you read down farther than where I'm going to start, you can see this woman had five husbands. And he said, the one you have now is not yours. So it looked like she had had five husbands and now was uh, uh, living with someone uh, without being married, another, another person without being married. So she had come to draw water and the Lord had made a request to her uh, for a drink. And she said, you know, we don't have dealings with each other you being a Jew, me a Samaritan. And Jesus said, if you would have asked of me, he said, I would have given you living water. In other words, that was the request. If you would have asked or requested, I would have given you living water. She said, sir, she said, the, uh, this well is deep and you don't have anything to draw with. Are you greater than our fathers before? 
Was you greater than Abraham or Jacob or so on? He said before uh, Abraham was, I am. Or that's even more than to say I was. He said, I am. So in this story, I don't have time to tell it all, but it'd be good to read that whole fourth chapter. It'd be a blessing to you of John. But after he had talked to her about this, he said, where is your husband? She told him then, I don't have one. And he began to say, that's right, you don't, but you've had five and the one you're living with now is not your own. She said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. And when their conversation went a little bit further and he said, "You, if you'd have only asked me, if you'd have only made that request, and that was our first point, I would have responded with living water. So then she said these words in verse number 15, sir, give me this water. So we see uh, that's the request. Give me this water. And when the Lord got done speaking her, speaking to her and telling her all these things, she got so excited that she left her water pot and ran back into the city and said, come see a man that told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? And the city was moved until half of the city came out to see and give their, or much of the city and came and gave their life to Jesus because of her word. So she also made the request, sir, give me this water. And I like to say it like this. The woman came with a water pot looking to get a small amount of water to last maybe for the day. But when she left, she left with a river of living water. That's what the Bible said. It would be like a river of water flowing up into everlasting life inside of you. So that's what she got. Her salvation was like a river that flowed into everlasting life. So if you make the request, Jesus will respond. If you ask him, uh, to come into your heart, he will in no wise, the Bible said, if you come to him, he will in no wise cast you out. So if you come to Jesus and you call upon him, uh, the response will always be, yes, he will receive you uh, into the fold and accept you and you too can become a Christian, a child of God. And then we're going to talk about uh, the results, and I'm going to skip to another chapter in the book of John, chapter 8. And there, this was a, another woman, a different woman, and this woman was brought to Jesus, and this woman was taken in adultery in the very act of adultery. They brought her to Jesus, wanting him to stone her. And they said, what do you say about this, Lord, our Master? In Moses' law, according to his law, since she was taken in adultery, she should be stoned. Jesus just stooped down and began to write on the ground, and he asked them, he that's without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. One by one, they begin to leave. 
And when Jesus looked at the woman, he said this to her, woman, where are those thine accusers? And she said, Lord, I have none. And I want you to look closely to what verse 11 said. Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. Now, Jesus, when he said, neither do I condemn thee, of course he condemned adultery. Of course he condemned sin. I mean, you can look anywhere throughout the scriptures and find that. Then why did he say, neither do I condemn thee? It was because the next part of that verse, when he said, go and sin no more. So what the Lord was telling her here, here's the result of this. And the result was, don't sin anymore. Go and sin no more because there's no condemnation. And I want to say this, when you give your heart to Jesus Christ and you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you become a child of God. There is therefore now, the Bible said, no condemnation because old things pass away That's what the word of God says. And behold, all things become new. The Bible called us new creatures in Christ Jesus after the blood's been applied to our hearts. So today, I believe in conversion. You have to first make the request. When you do make that request or ask him into your heart, he will respond. And that response will always be a positive one if you are sincere and he will accept you. And the third one will be the result. And the result will be, neither do I condemn thee. So I hope you got that today. And especially the last one, that result. And the result was no more condemnation. I'll tell you what, I don't know if I've helped you or not today, but I'm excited about uh, these, uh, this short session here with you. We've been on a little over 18 minutes, and I'll try to hurry another minute, minute and a half. But just make the request. If you don't know Jesus, ask him into your heart. He will respond, and you'll be happy with the result. I'll guarantee that. You'll be happy. You no longer have to live under the condemnation of your sin, the condemnation of others. See, this woman, she her condemnation was gone from her accusers, that was other people, and from the Lord. What a great blessing. So it when you give your heart to God, not only does he not condemn thee, but it doesn't matter what other folks say about you. Thank God for that. The Lord is so good. Salvation is good. And if you're here this if you're listening to me this morning and I know you are, and I ask you, please hear this from your heart because the word of God is nigh thee, it's in your mouth and in your heart. Do something about it today. Make the request, receive the response, and you'll live a life of no condemnation. I hope I've been a blessing to you. This is Pastor David Miller from PHT in the Morning wishing you and yours a great rest of your day. God bless you.